With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. sweat off my brow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and got a great show planned for you tonight. Got the first ever Titans Time Q&A. Put out a tweet earlier today, put out a post on Facebook telling people, hey, going to do a Q&A tonight. Send me your questions, whether it be about the Titans, about the Titans players, news going on around the league, or just general questions, and I'll do my best to answer them tonight, give you my opinion on things, and got a couple questions that come in, but there's also been some news with the Titans over the last couple of days that has come out, and you know we have to address that too, because we talk about everything Titans over here, the recent news things going on training camp rookies report tomorrow to training camp veterans report Tuesday and then practices start up this Wednesday so you know we got to dive into all that talk about that gonna be a great show like I said but before we dive into all that I have to tell you how you can support the show right now if you're watching on YouTube if you're in the live chat I need you to back out of the live chat hit that subscribe button if you aren't already subscribed. Trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. And I really appreciate everyone who has already subscribed to the channel, all new subscribers. Again, I really appreciate it. And go ahead and hit that like button. Leave a like on the video. Share the video out. Let's get more people in here. I'm going to be putting these questions out there that uh, people sent to me. And I want to know y'all's answers to these questions as well just to see you know whether it be a favorite moment what you think the titans need to do this season i want to get y'all's thoughts on all that as well and the audio version of this show will be up a little bit later tonight you can find that on stitcher spotify apple podcast make sure to go find the podcast on those platforms follow the podcast leave a five-star rating and leave some comments It really helps me out a lot, and I truly appreciate it. And you can also find me on social media. On Twitter, it's at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. And Facebook, Titans Time. And I know we already have some people in the building watching here. And we're going to get to some of y'all's comments. Titan Up is here saying, let's go, Titan Up. Tighten up. Hope you're doing well tonight and tighten up to you as well. Got Al Pierce uh, in the building here saying time for a big season. Go Titans. Kick massive tail. Oiler struck. And yes, big season needs to happen this year. And I mean, a lot of pieces coming together right now. Hopefully, you know, going to get even better and better. My wife saying what's up and tighten up. Got T.A., in the building here tighten up tighten up to you as well ta hope you and the family are doing well and we definitely need to get together for a show here soon i mean 
training camps coming up. I know Rossi and I are going to be meeting up one day. I can't remember exactly what day. And we get to go to one of the training camp practices. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I tell you, we need to link up for a show here soon. Uh, have Ravens 76 uh, be more new to the channel. And yes, they're a Ravens fan. Just send the shout out. And I appreciate that. And I know the Titans and Ravens play each other in the preseason this year. Um, over the, I mean, for as long as I can remember the Titans and Ravens, that's always kind of been a rivalry game. And uh, here lately, it's kind of heated back up and, you know, some, some bad blood between the Titans and Ravens. But I appreciate you uh, checking out the show. And go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you like it. Uh, got my brother-in-law in here saying tighten up and the power hour saying all the rookies are locked in. Gotta love it. And yes, definitely going to be getting into that here in just a minute. And everyone, if y'all haven't already, y'all go check out TA's channel and the power hours channel. Uh, their links will be down in the description. If you're not subscribed to them, you need to go subscribe to them. They're always putting out great work and keeping you up, up to date with the latest news. Um, my wife's saying yes and asking what, uh, rookies that I'm most excited for. And, you know, yeah, I'll definitely dive into that as well. And power hour mentioned it there. All the rookies are now locked in going into this past week. There were still two rookies out of the nine that the Titans drafted that hadn't been signed to their contract yet. Hadn't been agreed upon. And in the last two days, we've locked up those two rookies. Yesterday, Roger McCreary signed his deal with the Titans. I believe it's a four-year deal. Uh, don't have many more details on that. And then today, Malik Willis actually signed, agreed to terms on his contract as well, and I believe it's a four-year deal too. So that rounds out the nine rookies the titans have signed them all to their contracts and yeah that that's big like i said rookies report to training camp tomorrow they needed to get this done i know i, I can't remember who it was but i think there were people i don't know if they were messing around before or what when mccreary and malik willis hadn't agreed to their deals yet they were like oh well they're they're holding out they're not going to be that i'm like Come on, guys. They're they're rookies. Like it'll all get worked out. J. Rob will get all this worked out. Um, it's nothing to worry about. They're not holding out. I mean, why would they? What what leverage do they gain from holding out right now? I mean, really none <laughs> at all. So, but glad to have those guys locked in and excited to see what they're able to bring this next season and in the seasons to come. And hopefully. You know, they'll be here playing well and we can get them for their second contract whenever it comes time for that. And some other uh, news, the Titans have also re-signed Joshua Kalu, and heading into training camp this next week, one thing, one piece of news that broke that I found really big is going into training camp the titans have so far only placed three players on the team's pup or physically unable to perform list and that is linebacker monty rice tight end tommy hudson and kicker caleb uh shadak or however you say his last name um hopefully <laughs> you know i don't think he'll be on the team so i won't have to worry about saying that last name too much but those are the only three guys that are on the Titans PUP list. And that's big considering all of the injuries that the Titans had last year. Also having Caleb Farley coming back from an ACL injury, signing Robert Woods, him coming back from an ACL injury, and those guys not being on the PUP list to start training camp is big because it means that they are they're looking good they're 
the Titans feel confident in where they're at in their recovery. You know, they don't see that they need to keep them off the field or anything for the start of training camp. And I know a good friend of mine, that was one of the things he was asking me when we were talking today before this list come out. He was like, what uh, <clears throat> what does uh, Caleb Farley look like? Is, you know, is he going to be ready to go for training camp or what? And to me, seeing this, that just, that answers the question right there. Um, I, I think he's going to be ready to go. I think he's ready to get out there, make up from where he lost time last year. He's been diving into the playbook. He's gotten... Uh, he's built his upper body up more. So I'm excited to see him back out there. I'm excited to see Robert Woods out there and knowing that these guys, you know, they can be out there. They're not going to be limited. Like that's just, that's major to me on all of this, that the, the Titans only have three guys on that list going into training camp. Uh, definitely in the chat, want to know y'all's thoughts on that. How big of a deal do y'all think it is that they only have three guys on the PUP list after all of the injuries that happened last year? And I do want to go ahead and answer uh, this question here that my wife asked uh, as far as what rookies am I most excited for. So I would have to say out of all the rookies right now, because I, I need to see more from Burks in training camp. I want to see him out there, see what he can do. We have saw just a couple of glimpses back from some mini camp where he was actually able to be out there and made some plays. But I need to see more of him in training camp, see where he's at as far as uh, his mentality after not being out there for a lot of mandatory mini camp seeing how he's been diving into the playbook, how is um, car, or how he's doing with the asthma and all of that. Is he in shape? Is he not in shape? I, I need to see how he is with all that. But so saying that, my the rookie I'm most excited for is Roger McCreary, just because the aspect that he brings to this defense that has a lot of people returning, He's another guy that we can fill in in the slot, and he's he likes to press, play man coverage, and that's that's going to be huge for the Titans. That's something that you know they want to get to playing more of. So McCreary is definitely one of the guys at the top of my list, and Al Pierce coming in again, and with another guy, Chig coming in to help the tight end room. And Chig is another guy that I am very excited for. I want to see what he can do after he gets the ball in his hands. Just I, I'm ready to see him out there because I know it's going to be exciting plays after exciting plays. And really, those are the main two guys that I had my eye on because I know that... Malik Willis is going to be a guy that's not out there right now. Yes, there may be some packages for him, but keep him on the sidelines. Let him let him just keep improving, getting his confidence up. Don't throw him out there right now. So that's why he's not higher on my list because I don't think he'll be out on the field as much. If he's out there, then some things have went wrong in the season. Um. I'm also excited for Theo Jackson, and this is being a little bit of a homer here, but seeing him play for the Vols over the last couple of years, seeing what he can do, he's a sure tackler. I want to see him out there on this team as well and actually out there on the field making plays. So he's another guy that I'm really excited for and can't forget about Haskins. That guy, that He's going to be the guy to really help the King, Derrick Henry, out. The Titans will be able to take some of the pressure off of Henry. You know, hey, we need to get this guy. Yes, he might can handle the workload. 
But if we don't have to put everything on his shoulders, if we have another running back who runs hard just like Henry does, can bruise up that secondary and even the the linebackers and make them not want to tackle by the time we get to the fourth quarter, I mean, Haskins is that guy. Bringing him in, pairing his run style with Henry's, I mean, it's just going to wear defensive backs and – uh, linebackers and the defense out. So he's definitely another guy that I'm excited for. And Al also says that Burks need to needs to catch his attention and fast. And yeah, I I mean I agree. I'm not I'm not to the point where I'm saying I'm fed up with him or that the Titans made a mistake. I, I'm not there. I want to give the kid a chance. I'm still excited for what he for his potential that he brings to the team. My main thing is I just want to see him out there in training camp. I'm not worried about it right now, but we saw last year, even when a veteran misses training camp like Julio, and it causes him to miss time of practicing with Tannehill and getting that connection down and just learning about where the ball needs to be placed or where Ryan is going to place the ball getting that chemistry down, that right there is, it's important. So if he starts missing a lot of training camp, then that's when I'm going to start getting worried about him. But as long as he's out there for all of training camp or most of training camp, I I think he'll be fine. And Power Hour also says that Kyle Phillips excites him in terms of playmaking ability. And yeah, Phillips, you know, it, it's so hard to pick what rookie I'm most excited for because there's so many of them that bring a different aspect to the game. And Phillips is another guy who, like you said, Power Hour, I'm excited about him in terms of his playmaking ability, whether it be in the return game, in the slot. Um, I mean, the guy is quicker than he is fast, but the separation, because of how quick he is is so good that that's one thing that could help Tannehill out this year is having receivers that can actually get some separation and give him a place to put the ball where it's not in harm's way. So I do want to say before we get into any more of the, um, well, one more question that Al had is, do I think Joshua Kalou will, make the team and help us. And that is, that's a good question, Al. I, if he does, I think he will be more of a special teams guy. Um, I, I'm trying to think back to the role that he's uh, played with us over the last couple of times he's been with the team. But as of right now, I think he may be more of like a camp body, um, you know, if it came down to either him or like Theo Jackson, me being a homer on that, I'm going to take Theo over him. So uh, I, I don't know for sure if he'll make the team, but if he does, I, he's good on special teams. So, yeah, I think he could help the team in that aspect. So now before we get into more of the questions that have been sent in and everything else. I'm going to get into the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And DraftKings, even when there's not a lot going on, they keep the action going, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Yes, you heard me right. A risk-free bet up to $1,000. And so place that bet. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Whether it be football futures, basketball futures, there's plenty to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. And with same-game parlays, Spreads, money lines, over and unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Now, one thing that I am looking forward to 
again, we talk about Titans football here. I'm more of a football fan than anything. And looking ahead to team specials for this next year, I went and looked at the Titans, and they have some good bets on here. Just to give a couple, uh, have Derrick Henry over 13 <clears throat> over 1,300 and a half rushing yards and over 330 and a half receiving yards. They have the odds on that plus 250. You know, that's one of those where I, I would be tempted to go with that. They also have odds on Derrick Henry to break the single season rush record. Derrick Henry to rush for over 149 and a half yards in at least two games in the regular season. Um, Ryan Tannehill over 23 and a half regular season passing touchdowns and over three and a half rushing touchdowns. We know, especially when the Titans get down to the goal line, they love running that read option with Tannehill and Henry, and Tannehill's able to get in on some of those for a touchdown. So, you know, those are some of the bets right there that I'm looking forward to for this next season. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Now, all you have to do, it's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports being partner of the NFL, and all sports, really. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Definitely go down and see the show details for more on all of that. And I went through that list of the Titans team specials for this year. And my best bet for this week's show, and something that I will probably put money down on, before the odds potentially drop on it. And this is not betting advice. Do you want to throw that out there? But seeing that Derrick Henry to rush for over 149 and a half yards in at least two games in the regular season, the odds on that are plus 200. I feel like that one, we, we know King Henry. We know how he is. We know the beast that he is. We know he can easily rip off for 200 yards in a game and do it back-to-back games. So that's the bet that I'm going to go with as my best bet this week. I I was actually shocked to see that the odds on that were even plus 200. Um, But again, not betting advice, but that's definitely one that I would go with. So now we actually jump into more of the Q&A part of the show here. And if you have questions in the chat that you also want to factor in, I'll definitely try and get to them as well. But starting off, my brother-in-law, Thomas Peterson, sent this question to me on Facebook. He said, realistically, if this is Tannehill's last year to prove he can play football at a high level, What are the expectations for his year for stats and how deep in the postseason does he need to go? And I'm going to approach this as if this is potentially his last season with the Titans. What would he have to do to have the Titans keep him around for another year uh, to, you know, lead the helm and let Malik Willis grow a little bit more and, get his confidence going a little bit more. So I look back at Tannehill's career and last year Tannehill threw for a little over 3,700 yards, had 21 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Now going back to 2020, he had a little bit over 3,800 yards 33 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. And I'm just going to cover his time with the Titans here. 2019, he took over. He didn't start the season for the Titans. He took over later in the year against the Broncos. But he finished that season with 2,742 yards, 22 touchdowns, and only six interceptions. 
So when I step back and look at what kind of season would Tannehill have to have in order to still be with the Titans next year, as far as stats go, I think he would still need to be around that 3,800 to 4,000 passing yards in a season. I don't think he has to go for 4,500 pass yards. He doesn't have to throw for 5,000 yards. I think if he's in that range of 3,800 to 4,000, that helps. Now, the biggest thing is going to be his touchdowns and interceptions. I think that as long as he has around 28 to 30 touchdowns and stays under 10 interceptions, uh, that he could stand a pretty good chance of coming back next year. And that's just as far as stats go for the regular season. If those are his stats for the regular season – and that's all that it was based off of on if he comes back or not, I think that would be well enough for him to be back as the Titans starter. But the second part of that question is what the kicker is, and that's going to be how far, how deep in the postseason would he need to go. So if he puts up those regular season stats – When the postseason gets here, he's going to have to be able to lead the team at least they would need to go to the AFC Championship game again. I I feel like that would be the only thing that could be the saving grace and keeping him back on the team for another year. And I have confidence in Tannehill in the regular season. I've said that. Several times on this show, I have no doubt regular season he can perform for us. Yes, he had a little bit of a rough patch last year, but all the injuries the Titans had, people in and out at O-line, different receivers pretty much every week. Sometimes the receivers not knowing what uh, routes to run. That led to some of the interceptions, and play calling didn't help either. And now we have Tim Kelly to come in and hopefully help out with the passing game. So that's going to be big as well. But in order for him to stay with this team, again, he has to lead, lead us to the AFC Championship game. And the other thing I've said on this show is I need him to show me something in the postseason. That's where... That's where I need him to build my confidence in him is in the postseason. The last two years, our postseason has been cut short on his last throw of the game. And I know that it's stuck with him over this past season. I had to go to therapy after this loss to the Bengals. Was dealing with uh, some some issues from that. Couldn't sleep at night. So I, I have no doubt that this bothered him. But those are going to be the key factors. And looks like Al Pierce agrees with me saying AFC championship, yes, and zero turnovers in the playoffs. And that's another big factor is if he does, Titans make the playoffs and Tannehill goes on a run, doesn't turn the ball over, but say we still lose in the AFC championship, as long as he doesn't have any turnovers in the playoffs, that's going to help with him possibly being back as the Titans starter next year. And brother-in-law says, I just want him to be the leader he has the potential to be in every year. And I know that's one thing I will say about him is, and I know a lot of people were on him because after the loss to the Bengals, He didn't come to the podium and talk about it. It it was a long time before we saw Tannehill back in front of the media. But even when he did come back in front of them, you know, he said, hey, that's something that stuck with me. And going back and watching that Bengals game, I've done it. And yes, I blame Tannehill for a lot in that game. 
there should be equal blame put on Todd Downing. But I think the the biggest thing, one of the biggest things from this offseason that has stuck with me is the fact of Tannehill, from what I heard, asking for tape. He's been asking for more and more tape all offseason, wanting to watch more and more film. So that could, that right there shows, you know, the leader that he's being because he knows that he can still improve. Even though he's a veteran, he can still improve, get better at things. So I I don't really question anything about him being a leader. I just need to see better decision-making from him in the playoffs. And um, Dadson Worldwide says the Achilles heel of Rabel and J-Rob blames as we can see through their action in the draft is the cornerback. Uh, use the natural high pick against third straight year. Um, and then talking about turnovers, even the Rams had to overcome Stafford's two interceptions to beat the Bengals. It was no scenario where you beat the Bengals without it. Bengals picked off Mahomes, Carr, Stafford multiple times as well. And yeah, they, they did. And the biggest looking at play calling from that Bengals game, the bubble screen is still one that really sticks out to me. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this right now, get into some of these other questions. But when your play calling is so predictable and the formation that you come out with, the team has already saw earlier and almost took advantage of it earlier in the game. And when you hear the mic'd up side from the Bengals sideline, saying that if they come back to that, I'm picking it, and they come back to the bubble screen and the guy picks it off, that's that's what gets me fired up about that. And, I mean, really, you take away one turnover in that game by the Titans, and we're seeing them move on. And that's exactly what we'll do here is we'll move on from that topic. And... SCB083 said, also, I think Malik Willis's development has a hand on if we keep him or not after this year. And that's a good point because if Malik Willis develops really good and comes a long way this year, then we we don't have to worry about, or I say we don't have to worry. If Malik develops really well this year, there's a good chance Tannehill won't be back next year. But if his development goes slower than anticipated, would we really rather have Logan Woodside out there as our starting quarterback? Would we want Malik Willis to be thrown out there to the Wolves and his confidence possibly be shattered? Or would would we rather the Titans bring back Tannehill as that veteran, put him out there, give Malik another year to develop even more and get better and actually be ready to take over as the play caller for our offense. So SCB, that's a, that's a really good point there. Uh, And if you have been in the live chat before and I've just missed you, sorry, but uh, I feel like this is the first time I've seen you definitely hit that subscribe button and keep those good comments rolling in. And Dadson also said, yes, the 16-16 game over Mistack will remind you of Vaccaro on Lamar's 70-yard touchdown run. And, yeah, that was another thing. Up until that point in that going back to that Ravens game in the playoffs, Titans have been doing a pretty good job of keeping Lamar contained. And then he broke free on that big run and scored that touchdown and Vaccaro missing that tackle. That was, that hurt. Now we'll get into some more questions here. Had one from TA and he asked what my favorite moment, what's my favorite moment watching a game? And my favorite moment from watching a game And this is going to be some recency bias here. But it's because first year of 
being able to be in the stands as a season ticket member and actually getting to experience this in person. But Derrick Henry's long run against the Bills for a touchdown has to be one of my top moments from, and probably my favorite moment from watching a game because there were several other times in other games where it looked like he was finally going to break free on a big run or, and got tripped up or got, you know, tackled before he could really get broke free and get up to speed. So actually seeing him in person break that long run against the Bills when all week long everyone had been hyping up about how, oh, this Bills defense is number one against the run, blah, blah, blah. And then the, you know, the the king just breaks free on that long touchdown run. That's that's definitely one of my favorite and probably favorite moment from watching a game recently and my wife also asked another question saying where did the titans lack last year that i think this year they will do much better or where do they really need to be better specifically and as far as where the titans lacked last year and where they i feel like they will do much better at this year and ta has mentioned this on his show and talked about the tight end group and how important that tight end group is. And last year, Tannehill didn't have uh, much help at all from his tight end group. We thought Ferkser was going to be the guy that could come in, be our receiving tight end, be that safety net for Tannehill, especially on third and short or third and medium. He could be the guy getting first downs for the team, but he wasn't doing it. And that's that's where the Titans lacked last year. If you look at when Tannehill has really had a lot of success, and again, T.A. has mentioned this time and time again on his show, it's when he has tight ends that show up for him, that can play, that can catch, that can keep the chains moving for him, that can be that safety net for him. That's when his seasons look better. So, and now you look at this year, bringing in Austin Hooper, having Chig who can make plays after he gets the ball in his hands. This tight end group, I feel like, is going to be so, so, so much better than what the Titans had last year. And that's going to be a huge difference going forward. And even Al Pierce says that tight ends lacked and are so much better this year. And Dadson said Tanny would cost $18 million to move on from next year. He would have to pull a Antonio Brown unless it was a perfect home trying to buy him off the Titans. Um and I mean, yeah, that you know, that's something that the Titans have to think about is what the cap hit would be if they cut Tannehill. I'll have to go back and dive more into that. Uh we have Bill Kerr. Now in the chat saying, hi, all. hi, Bill, hope you're doing well. Tighten up. <clears throat> and now we'll get into another question from our good buddy, the Power Hour. And I saved this question as far as questions that were sent to me on Facebook or Twitter. I saved this question for last because I, I really like this question. And it's one to really get you thinking. <clears throat> Power Hour asked, which do I think is more likely, Coach Brable winning Coach of the Year twice or Derrick Henry winning Comeback Player of the Year? Now, everyone in the chat, I have my opinion on this already. going to give that to y'all here in a minute, but I do want y'all to get involved here and let me know what y'all think is more likely. Do y'all think what's more likely this year is Bra- Coach Brable winning Coach of the Year again, or Derrick Henry winning the Comeback Player of the Year.
And right off, we have Tighten Up saying, of course, Derek Henry. And as more comments come in on that, uh, I'll pull them up here. And I want to dive into this and say that, so for Vrabel to win Coach of the Year last year, Titans went 12-5. and Titans locked up the number one seed. Titans dealt with all the injuries that they had to deal with and still kept finding a way to win because of how Vrabel coached them up every week. How he kept them going. That next man up mentality. And that was major. But it took all of those things aligning for Vrabel to win Coach of the Year. And he absolutely deserved it. 100%. No question about about it. Titans fans knew it. We kept telling everybody, I don't care what your coach over there is doing. He's not having to do what Vrabel's having to do right now. Vrabel is coaching his ass off. He, He deserves this. He's been through all of this. He deserves this. Now, had it not been for all of that, if the Titans would take the injuries away, if you take the injuries away from last year, Titans go 12-5. and Mainly say Derrick Henry never got hurt. Titans go 12-5. and Get that number one seed. Do we think that Vrabel, because of how the media likes to be, especially when it comes to the Titans, do we think they would have actually given Vrabel the Coach of the Year award? That's going to be the thing going forward into this next year is what all would have to be involved for Vrabel to get that second Coach of the Year award. Does the Titans have to go back through all the injuries again? Knock on wood, I hope not. What Does the Titans have to have a perfect season? They have to lock up the one seed, right? So many factors to throw in there. And getting to more of your comments here, Bill Kerr says Henry. Al Pierce says Henry. Brother-in-law says Henry. My wife says, honestly, Vrabel. We all want Henry to have that comeback player of the year, but as far as it actually happening, and then says, but one of the biggest reasons... He was coach of the year was because of all those injuries. So in a way, I hope that doesn't happen. And yeah, that's what I was getting at. So for Henry to win comeback player of the year, he just has to have a good season. He has to do just a little bit better than the other players that are coming back from injuries or bad seasons. And that's going to be easier to do than everything that Vrabel would have to go through to be back into consideration for Coach of the Year. So my answer to this question is, I think it's more likely that Henry wins Comeback Player of the Year because when it comes to the media, they do give more respect to Henry as an individual than they do the Titans as a team. So that's that's the biggest difference there, how they view the Titans as a team and how they view Henry in his performance as an individual. So I think it'll be easier for and more likely for Henry to win Comeback Player of the Year instead of Rabel Coach of the Year. But... I wouldn't mind seeing Vrabel get Coach of the Year and Henry winning Comeback Player of the Year as well. And Bill says the Titans would have to win 15 games for Vrabel to get Coach of the Year again. And yeah, I think that's pretty much around the ballpark of what they would have to do. They would have to have a perfect season or close to perfect season in order for him to get that because at that point it's undeniable for what he's done for his team. And my wife says, but I think if he brings them to the Super Bowl, 
uh, that would be such a big jump. He may win it again. And only thing with that is the coach of the year award goes off of the, just the regular season. So that's why I'm saying, you know, they would have to go 17 and 0, as Bill said, 15 and 2. I mean, they would have to be in that range, the number one seed, and would probably have to have someone go down, as bad as I hate to say it, for Vrabel to jump back in to that coach of the year talk. So, yeah, that that's my thoughts on that. Um, but, Power Hour, that was a very good question. You sent that earlier today, and I've been thinking about it all day and trying to come up with that answer on which really does seem more likely. And, like I said, that's my thoughts. Anyone in the chat, if y'all have any more questions you would like to know my opinions on, I've hit all the ones from Facebook, all the ones from Twitter. Uh, had some very good questions tonight, and I truly appreciate everyone sending the questions in and putting my answers out there and everyone in the chat giving their thoughts on all this as well. Love interacting with y'all. It makes this fun. It makes this so much more enjoyable. You know, this is not just me sitting here in front of this mic and talking and putting my opinions out there and being like, hey, this is what you got to go by. No, I love getting the chat involved, getting everyone involved, even if our opinions are different and seeing what you think and putting out there what I think because it makes it interactive. It makes it fun. We're talking about the team, the Titans that we love. Can't wait to see them back out there on the field and just cutting it up with all y'all. It truly makes this so enjoyable, and I appreciate everyone who supports the show, whether you're subscribed here on YouTube, following on one of the podcast platforms, just supporting the show. It truly does mean a lot to me. So, and I'm looking here in the chat to see if any more questions are coming through. Don't see any yet, but if you're in the live chat, if you don't care, back out. Make sure to hit that like button. It really helps the show out. We want the show to grow. We want to get more people in these live chats so that we can have even more conversation and keep it going. Share the videos out. Like I said, let's get more people involved. That subscribe button, if it's red, go ahead, click it, turn it gray so you never miss when I upload a new video, when I go live, by hit, got to click on that bell notification for that. But I, I truly appreciate it. And also follow the podcast on all the podcast platforms. Leave a five-star rating, comments, questions. Been talking about this interaction. I love it. And find me on social media. The Twitter is at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans time podcast. And Facebook, Titans time. Al says that he keeps hearing Julio rumors. Do you think we may explore re-signing him? And I gave my thoughts to uh, Sal on Twitter the other day because he's, he mentioned something about this. And my thoughts are if the Titans were able to, if the Titans could get Julio to agree to a $5 million a year or maybe $6 million a year contract, I would be completely fine with seeing him come back to this team and seeing if he could actually stay healthy this year. Because we saw last year when he was healthy, some of the plays that he was still able to make. He was still able to go up and get the ball. He was still able to get that separation, which would be huge. So if you could bring him back on a team-friendly deal, him stay healthy. Maybe it's a prove-it deal, again, to prove he can still do it at this age. See if he can stay healthy. That would just add to our receiving room. I mean, if Julio came back, he did stay healthy, then you would be looking at Julio, Robert Woods, Burks, Phillips, NWI. I mean, 
that would sound like a pretty good receiving room to me. And just having that veteran presence, another veteran presence there in the locker room to help these younger guys out, teach them more tricks. I'd be for it. And I, again, if the Titans, I'd be up for them uh, re-signing him if it's for the right money. Power Hour asking which I would rather see, the red alternative jerseys or gray pants. And I'm going to be honest with you, Power Hour. I, I saw the red jerseys that people have put out there before, and I, I like them. But T.A. put out a tweet the other day about chrome helmets, I believe it was. Uh, T.A., if you're still in the chat, and you might be able to correct me on that, but he threw out a certain helmet, and I was like, oh, that would look awesome. And I was like, if you pair that with like a light gray or some kind of gray not a dark gray, but like a light gray with like a chrome helmet. That would be, I, I would have to lean more towards like the gray pants for that. Um, but if I'm picking just between the red alternative jersey or the gray pants, I think for now I'm going to go with the gray pants on that. <clears throat> Got Bryce in the chat here. What's up, Bryce? Hope you're doing well. Um, my wife's saying Julio and AJ were so close, it would be like running into an ex's best friend if we had to see him back. And Bill's saying, I see Kyle Phillips winning the starting slot, looking like Julian Edelman. We don't need Julio. <clears throat> and... Yeah, again, I'm excited about Phillips, seeing what he can bring to the team, especially in the slot there uh, and the return game. But like I mentioned earlier, I'm not against bringing Julio back for another run, but it's just got to be for the right money. If he's asking for north of $10 million a year for a year, no, you, you don't even explore that option. You, you let him go on to someone else. But if he's willing to come down to that $5 million a year, then I think you got to kick the tires a little bit and see, okay, do we want him back in the building here? Do we want him take a chance on seeing if he can stay healthy? And I think at that point, you do. So, been appreciating everyone being involved with the show tonight. Like I said, it's... It just makes this so fun and getting y'all's thoughts on all of this. I love that interaction. Love hanging out with you guys here, talking just Titans football, football in general. And that's going to be, I think, all that I have for y'all tonight. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. <laughs>